Welcome in Rebel Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 44. On this edition, Blake and Taylor will run down the injuries to Gordon Hayward and Aaron Rodgers. We will preview the NBA 2017-2018 season, pick an NBA champion, and a NBA MVP, most valuable player, as well as our normal segments of Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Minnesota Vikings coverage, our weekly picks, and our power rankings. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 44, begins right now. Yeah. Microphone check. Look. Uh. All we do is go, go, go. KCD, no, no, no. Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, we on for show. With the host Blake and Taylor. You already know they down for whatever. When it comes to sports, there ain't no jokes. Already know that they in too, so you better come in tune in. Cause you know what this about. Gonna make you scream and shout with all the nasty news. This the dynasty, cause you don't know the breaking rules. Telling you what it do's. Giving you the insight and best believe they're doing it right. Every day and every night. Only question is, yo, is you ready to take flight? Greetings and welcome in everybody to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 44. Well, for once, I actually didn't have to look it up that time. Awesome! How's it going, everybody? Hope your week's going well. Thank you for joining us as we record on this Wednesday, October 18th, 2017. Hope you guys' this week's going well. Mine was going well and just got a boost in the best of ways. I'll get to that. I'm Blake Plonsky hanging with you. And with me, as always, my co-host, Taylor Johnson. How's it going, Taylor? It's going good, and if you people could hear what Blake had to say before the show, he is just giddy with excitement. Just so happy. In more ways than His one. His teams are doing we'll so well. Oh, my gosh. More ways than one, so- my friend. More ways than one. Yeah. How's it going, everybody? As I said, listening to episode 44 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Thanks for hanging with Blake and Taylor tonight as we record on Wednesday, October 18th, 2017. As always, many forms of ways that you can contact us. Call in, Skype in, Global Dynasty STR, a lowercase. Search for us. Should pop up right away. Call in if you have a Skype account. If you don't and you want to call in, make one. Call in, be a guest host for a couple of minutes, talk about something that we have talked about that you just want to get your piece on, something that we haven't talked about that somehow I missed. You know what? Normally, I don't miss a ton in the sporting world because this is what I do, so it's hard to get something past me, but you know what? It happens occasionally. Let me know something that you think that we should talk about. Call in and let us be aware of it. Email in blakeglobaldynasty at gmail.com, taylorglobaldynasty at gmail.com, Email in, everybody, and we will respond live on the air to all of your questions that you may have, or feel free to email in a question, a comment, a concern, a suggestion, or whatever you feel like emailing in, it will get answered live on the air. But as I said before, 
This is not a Ron Burgundy teleprompter type situation. If you throw something in there that you think I'm not going to catch, I have the eyes of an eagle. Okay, maybe not that, but I got good eyes. I'm going to catch that stuff. Not too much you can get past me if it's sitting in front of my face typed up, but you can more than likely well try. The choice is yours. Facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR, our main hub for everything that we do, all of our all of our episodes, sporting news, interactive bits that we got going on, and brand new things that we got coming down the pike that we're just not ready to release yet. Everything, our main hub for all that we do, all in one place, Global Dynasty, Facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR. Lastly, SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash Global Dynasty STR. Our entire catalog of every episode that we've ever done our numerical, chronological episodes, this is episode 44, plus our special editions, makes 50-plus. Wow, 50-plus episodes, that's something that I never could get to, but we love doing this, and we're going to keep at it and go on until, I don't know, I keel over or Taylor keels over, even though, Taylor, if you keel over, sorry, I actually might continue. But if I keel over, then uh, I, I guess you might have to, poke Taylor with a sharp stick and say, hey, you got to produce now. Oof. It's on you. I, Go ahead. I would outsource that. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, well, that's even more reason to poke Taylor with a sharp stick when I keel over because he doesn't sound like he wants to do it, so feel free. That's up to you guys. You guys, the loyal fans. Well, let's get into the news of the week as I kind of stumbled through the uh, opening spiel there. That I should not stumble through because I've done it so many times, but you know what? Stuff happens. I hope that you all can understand that. If you can't, feel free to contact us, and I will help you guys along. But let's get into our sporting news of the week. We got two bits. Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with football or basketball? <sighs> let's start with basketball since that's the most recent sport that's starting. In fact, it just tipped off last night, didn't it? Absolutely. We had two games last night. We had the Celtics and Cleveland. Cleveland eked out a win against the Celtics, and we had the Golden State Warriors up against uh, Houston. All of a sudden, I lost it. Right, yeah. Houston, yes, absolutely. Houston Rockets, yeah. Yes. The Golden State Warriors actually lost the first game of the season when Kevin Durant was pulling up for a jump shot. He let it go. The time, the time expired, clock hit zero. It was, it was determined on review that the ball was still attached to Kevin Durant's hand as the clock expired. The shot was waved off. Golden State Warriors shockingly lose their first game of the season. They are 0 and 1. The sky is falling. But that's not what this is about. <sighs> Taylor. I believe I've said this before on the show. If I have not, let me say this. I am a Butler College Big sports guy. Bas basketball, football, hockey, or hockey. I, they do not have hockey. Excuse me. Basketball, men and women's, football, soccer, volleyball, anything with the Butler program, I absorb. I am a Butler fan. What got me started was Brad Stevens' first year at uh, as head coach of the Butler basketball program. One of the key elements of that Butler program, Gordon Hayward. 
Taylor, I watched this live, and it made me sick. For those of you who do not know at this point, Gordon Hayward was driving to the rim, receiving an alley-oop. Now, for those of you who are basketball fans, an alley-oop is a routine play, as most of you know. He was going up for an alley-oop. LeBron stepped in front of him to block him. He hits LeBron. He goes up for it. Doesn't get the alley-oop, obviously. He comes down, lands on the ground, instantly rides in pain, and I believe he had a Cleveland Cavalier or a Boston Celtic who fell on him to make, you know, add insult to injury. It was revealed that Gordon Hayward not only broke his tibia, which is a broken leg, and he dislocated his ankle uh, to uh, not be as graphic as I would as, but I got to say this to give everybody a visual. I apologize if you are easily squeamish. Please turn your volume down for five seconds. Gordon Hayward's foot was basically almost turned completely around with the ankle dislocated. It was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Now, and here, and here's the thing. I believe I've also said this on the air when we kind of go off into, you know, kind of not necessarily other things, but when, when other things get mentioned about our likes and stuff like that, we as hosts, Taylor and I, I am an avid uh, horror movie fan. It's my favorite genre of movies. I, I, I love horror. I love books, movies, I, anything with horror, video games. I, I absorb it. I love it all. I can take people getting their heads chopped off in a movie, gore upon gore, even though I'm not a big fan of gore for the sake of gore. If it advances a plot, then gore is okay. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I can handle a lot. But that's fake. This is real life, and this I do not recommend going back and watching it or even searching out a still photo of it. I don't know why you would, but if you do, fair warning right now, it's disgusting. Taylor, do you understand what I I mean? Absolutely. And in in a fake realm is one thing, but this is real life. This is disgusting. Funny that you bring that up because me and my son were just watching the Saw movie series last night and today too. Ah, yes. I can handle that. It's there was some stuff where I was a little squeamish. I got through it. But when it comes to these sports injuries and stuff, ugh, I can't. I remember I've seen I was just Joe gonna Theisman bring that up. Yep. Joe Theisman comes to mind, Willis McGahey from what was that oh two oh three national championship where his Yep Kevin that Rare one was, I remember watching that live and that was gross. That I think CBS. That one, thankfully, I watched it it live, and I think CBS replayed it once. Realized, holy crap, that is disgusting. And and Jim Nance, I think it was Jim Nance on the call because it was a Final Four game. Somebody, whoever, probably said we are not going to show this again. It is gruesome. It's yeah, I. that stuff I can't handle. That Kevin Ware one, man. That one. Yeah, that one was nasty. Cute. That one was. That was nasty, and this Gordon Hayward is—it's right up there as well. I saw a picture like I we mean, talked before the show. I saw a picture of it. That's more than what I need to see. 
I don't, I don't ever want to see these injuries. And even more so than that, more so than the visual of it, is Gordon Hayward himself. Let's not mince words here. The Boston Celtics were looked at as possible contenders for an NBA Finals, a possible, possibly the only team that could take down the Cleveland Cavaliers and give them a run for their money and make a Finals. And, and some people may say, oh, you're jumping the gun. Am I really? Because let's look at this real for a second. Gordon Hayward. You take Gordon Hayward away. What are the Celtics? They have Kyrie Irving, yes. Is Kyrie Irving better than IT, Isaiah Thomas, who in the Kyrie Irving trade, Isaiah Thomas went to the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes, but it's still one star for one star. It's, it's still one for one. And then you had the other pieces that you had to give up on the team toward the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you have a bunch of young pieces, a bunch of young guys that are hungry, that want that stardom, that want that shine. But again, you're still one for one, and without Gordon Hayward, that hurts. This could possibly turn into last year's Celtics team. Am I hitting the mark somewhere here, Taylor? I like Boston. I don't know why. I do. So do I. And I think there's something. The thing with Kyrie Irving, either you love him or you hate him. And I love the guy. And he brings an attitude to Boston. He's pissed off at Cleveland, you know, and at LeBron. And I don't blame him. And I think that's what, not saying that Isaiah Thomas was bad, because he's not, but I think. But I think no, Kyrie not. just elevates that team a little bit more. Losing Gordon Hayward now, uh, they gotta kind of, they gotta somehow weather this storm and see what they can do to get through this. But I'm not saying Boston is gonna dethrone Cleveland, but they are one of two, maybe three, probably one of two teams that could do it this year. Right, and here's the thing. I will not say because we're going to go into NBA playoff predictions later, but I'll say this. That hurts it as soon as I saw that. And now, again, it hurts me even more because I'm a Gordon Hayward fan, even more so than Boston because I'm not a Boston fan. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan through and through. I I am a Stevens and a Gordon Hayward follower because of their Butler ties. I just hope that Gordon Hayward can come back and be the same guy because that it it's not good. I I heard that you know they took him backstage and they popped it back in place and I just shivered. Ugh. That's gross. Oh, man, and he's having I would I would ball like I, a baby. I wouldn't even. That's oh I oh I'd say numb me up or something because I oh. I don't know if I could handle it. I would if I had to. You know, I'd just nut up and just take it. But I just, like, here, here's my thing with Gordon Hayward before we move on. It's simply this. Gordon Hayward coming out of Butler, he was a really good player, you know, with the two uh, the two uh, back-to-back uh, NCAA national title appearances. One was lost on a Gordon Hayward half-court heave-ho that rimmed out. It was in and it rimmed out, and I cried that night. I was heartbroken because we had it, and it's rimmed out and just, ah, the worst. But the thing is, is that coming out of the, coming out of Butler, 
not too many people gave Gordon Hayward a chance. You know, because he comes from Butler, it's not a big school, you know, and they put themselves on the map now, but this is back then. And no one gave Gordon Hayward a chance. And every single year, and this is one reason why I love Hayward, is every single year he's improved incrementally every year. And last year he had his career best year. And he was only going to get better, and now this happens. I'm heartbroken. I feel so bad for the guy. How old is uh, he? He is 20. 20 I, th- I was I thinking say, late 20s, 28, 29, so. Right. And that's the, and that's another thing is he's in his prime. He had a career year. I, I can't do this anymore. I can't talk about this. It, it's too painful. Ugh. Again, and I'm letting my feelings shine through, and I know that I'm supposed to stay impartial, but, oh, God. Man, oh, man. Just rough. The Celtics fans, in the end, I feel for you, everybody. I truly do. Gordon Hayward is a star. I don't care what anybody says. He's a star. He's not a superstar by any means. But that's the thing, is that Kyrie Irving's going to have the ball in his hand, and that's perfect. That, that helps Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward is great, a great off-the-ball wing player. And nobody in Boston got to see that. It's just such a shame. All right, Taylor, anything else to add before we get to our next news bit? No, I think you hit everything on the head. It's a shame. It sucks. And especially a player like that. So, I mean, it's... Yep. He's such a good guy, too. It's the worst worst thing that you want to see to a guy like him he's all around he's a good guy all right and this one i know taylor was waiting for he was hyping it up uh, before before we started recording and i'm just gonna let him go the other big news story that we had was the green bay packers have lost their talisman aaron Rodgers, to a broken collarbone Likely, with it being week seven, if it happened earlier in the season, he might have a shot. But it being week seven, it is is looking like Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. What happened was he went back to pass. He tossed the ball. He released it. Anthony Barr kept coming. Now, for people who say it's a dirty hit or it's a legal hit, the thing is, is that when you're 250 pounds, and uh, what what is Bar like? He's six, a big three, athletic four, guy, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So you can't exactly stop on a dime Thank you. when you're that size. And he took Aaron Rodgers, and he kind of drove through him, and he put him on his shoulder. And I'll say this, not being a doctor, but I know this much, with the collarbone and where it is on your body, it does not take a lot of pressure going down on one shoulder you know, whether being falling down or being driven down like a football player, heaven forbid, and for that to just snap. I mean, and, and again, for someone as big as Barr to come down on you and to land like that, collarbone's gone. But, Taylor, I know you had some things to say. Go ahead. I do have run. one question. Do you think it was a dirty, illegal hit? If there's no flag on the play and the reps were right there, I mean, they're all looking at Rodgers. If it's not a... Dirty. If it's not a flag, if the NFL didn't say anything on Monday, I say it's good. Thank you. I almost rest my case right there, but I'm not going to because I'm still fired up about this. 
Feel free. When you watch it live, it looks like, at best, a gray area. Maybe he didn't have to. When they when Fox kept slowing it down, I think is when a lot of people kind of said, well, he could have pulled up. He didn't have to do this, blah, 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 blah. You want to tell me you're going to ask just him real quick, I just want to say yes. one, one quick thing on that. People can say he could slow up. Yeah, you can slow up, but you can't stop. Exactly. That's the thing. Going as fast as they go and as fast as though – I mean, these guys are freak athletes for how fast they go. He can slow up, but there's no way he can stop. Go ahead. And the thing is, you're going to ask a middle linebacker in the NFL who is chasing after Rodgers, who likes to run, who can run, who has shown that he does use his legs. He was out of the pocket, too, yes. Exactly. Yes, he was. All right, just wanted to to throw that in. Yep, close to the sidelines, maybe, that point notwithstanding. Another thing Rodgers likes to do, he loves to pump fake. So when you're chasing after Rodgers, you don't know if he's going to run, if he's going to pump fake, if he's going to throw. You don't know what the hell that guy's doing, and that's part of what makes him such a great quarterback. So you expect Anthony Barr, who makes his money chasing quarterbacks and tackling quarterbacks, to try and stop chasing a guy like Aaron Rodgers? If he slows down, Rodgers is taken off. And then Barr's standing there with, you know what in his hand, looking like an idiot. So he tackled him, and it's not so much as he, I guess you could say he drove him to the ground. It was just an awkward, unfortunate way that Rodgers landed. Even Terry Bradshaw broke this down perfectly at halftime. He said most quarterbacks, when they land, they want to get both arms up and brace themselves. Rodgers didn't have that option. He landed straight on his shoulder and when they when you see the slow motion replay as he's coming around after he lands you can see he knows right away that it's broke and he probably knows right away broken collarbone throwing shoulder I'm done for the rest of the season which I think is why part of he got up and had a few choice words to bar plus he also thought it was a dirty hit but I will say to most packer fans that I saw on Facebook and that I've talked to most of them said, was it questionable? Yes. Was it a dirty play? No. Was it a late hit? No. Was it a hard hit? Absolutely. And I have one, my, I think it's my former Little League coach kept saying, what do you want? Because they're talking about now they want to change the NFL, the rules of the NFL. They're going to be wearing flags before too long. For the quarterback. That's what he said. So now that the golden boy Aaron Rodgers got hurt, now we now all of a sudden we got to change the freaking rules? Tell that to Cam Newton, who gets beat the shit out of him every time. bringing that up for three straight days. I agree. Exactly. Tell that to Cam Newton and all these other quarterbacks. Now because Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, now we got to change the rules. You know, and, and now and all of a sudden, to, give me a freaking now, now, break. Now, if I may interject. Now, this is toward your point. For people that want to say it's a dirty hit, okay, so you're a quarterback. You, the listener, are a quarterback in the NFL. You're Aaron Rodgers. You are the pinnacle of your game, you're one of the best to ever do it. Okay, you're that guy. What do you want? Do you want the linebacker or D-back or defensive end, whoever it is? It doesn't even have to be Anthony Barr. It can be anybody. Do you want them to go for the headshot, or do you want to go him to go for your knees? You know, and that's the thing, too. Anthony Barr had the wherewithal and the mindset to go in between. 
He didn't hit Rodgers in the head. He didn't go low and go for his knees because, you know, everybody will complain about that. He went for the, he went for the head, that 15-yard penalty. He goes for the knees. That's a, that's a penalty, too. He went in between, hit him, and drove him down by, at the shoulder. To me, again, now, Taylor, I'm not a doctor and I'm not an expert, but driving him through on the shoulder is not the head and not the knees. So exactly. what do people want? Now, now, now that's the thing. Like people who are saying I'm defending Anthony Barr, I love Aaron Rodgers. He is my so, favorite. So do I. As a, I'm a Viking fan, and He's I love the guy. He's my favorite quarterback I've ever seen, ever watched. He is so much fun to watch. But let's be realistic: no headshot, no knee shot. Uh, what is Anthony Barr supposed to do? Pull a Draymond Green and kick him in the dink? I mean, what? Go ahead. I think part of I think part of his tackle too. I think what was going through Barr's mind was, well, I could push him, which a lot of people yeah, do, and I've he goes that, flying. Yeah. God knows what's going to freaking happen too. Or I can try and wrap him up, hug him. We fall on the ground. We go to play the right. next play. I mean, when when the right? Eagles played the Vikings a year or two ago. You know, Bradford got hit a ton of times. They, he got hit, like, <laughs> what, 16 times in that game? I saw even a well, couple hit, yeah. where, you know, Bradford would throw it, you know, and as the defensive end or linebackers coming through, they would give him a double-arm shove, you know, to just kind of give him a little oomph to try and, you know, time. hit him a little bit. That happens every yep. game, every game. And for you Packer fans that want to say that's a dirty hit, go look at your long-haired little pretty boy Clay Matthews on oh, the other side. Go. You mean to tell me he plays clean all the time? Give me a break. No, with the Packer, with the, with the Packers, a couple of times they played the Eagles the last couple of years. Clay's thrown some hits at my quarterbacks that I I get a little angry at. I'll admit that he's not the cleanest guy in the world. I mean, and I will Clay say Matthews, one thing: I'm not. Just I'm, real quick, Clay Matthews has given a little extra oomph, you know, after hits. So don't everybody. give me that. I agree wholeheartedly. Exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. And don't get me wrong; it's not that I'm insensitive because I, I, other than twice a year, I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. I, I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. I love watching it when he had a minute thirteen left against Dallas. I. I go buckle in, watch this. It's a thing of beauty to watch him play. So don't think that I'm happy for one bit that Aaron Rodgers yeah, is hurt. Yeah, neither of us celebrate injuries, everybody. We don't. No. I'm just fired up with all these other fans trying to say, dirty this, it was this, exactly. cheap play. Exactly, that's the thing, too. Vikings are going to get payback, right. blah, I mean, blah, it's blah. Like this. And here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers that makes him even more great. So you have Aaron Rodgers and Brent Hundley. The, the gap between them is... It, Longer than the Grand Canyon. I mean, longer than infinity. It's just, it's huge. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, now the Packers' defense is not good. I mean, uh, let's tell some truth here. They're not good. So that. Aaron Rodgers is able, he's so good. Now, again, this is us praising Aaron Rodgers. He's so good that he is able to mask many defensive deficiencies that the Packers have. I have a guy in one of my fantasy football leagues. Actually, no, two, two guys. One in, in one in each league for two leagues that are die-hard Packers guys. Okay. Now that said, Aaron Rodgers is able to mask many defensive deficiencies that the Packers have, and they're able to make the playoffs every single year. 
Brett Hundley. I'm sorry, but because Aaron Rodgers isn't there, you guys are kind of dead in the water. I kind of, I kind of, I asked one of my friends. I asked one of the Packers guys. I said, flat out, I said, can Brent Hundley keep the team afloat long enough to make it work, to even get a wild card, maybe? His response was simple. I'm more worried about the defense than Brent Hundley. And that tells you all you need to know about Aaron Rodgers being able to overcome a bad defense, and Hundley can't. It's as simple as that. I want to say it was week one or two. I heard Colin Cowherd say something a lot, and say what you will about Colin Cowherd, but he was he was pretty spot on about this. He said something along, and I'm paraphrasing, something along the lines of Aaron Rodgers covers up a lot of deficiencies the Packers have. One thing he talked about was that defense. Another thing was. The injuries on that offensive line was atrocious. And the way Rodgers is able to scramble outside and make chicken salad out of you-know-what, not not too many quarterbacks are able to do that in this history of the game. you got to be – so I, I mean, whatever generation you're in, you got to be an elite to do it. It's as simple as that. Yep, and – for I mean, the defense. I mean, how many? I don't know how many guys went down for the Packers on Sunday. Hamstring injury, ankle injury injuries. Problems on the defense. That's for sure. They were Offense they were too. they were without. Yep, they were without their st- two starting cornerbacks coming yep. into the game, and I think two or three more defensive backs got hurt. Trust me about they got about some issues at Green that are hurt, I know the feeling. Trust me. They got they got injury issues in Green Bay that are a lot deeper than Brett Hundley right now. Yeah, well. So I mean, they they got a lot of things to figure out, and I I don't I don't know if you're the Packers, do you just mail it in and see what Hundley can do? I don't I don't I don't know. Like, uh, McCarthy, do you try and fight for like, a playoff? You're four and two. Kind of like McCarthy's uh, outburst when they suggested Kaepernick. Now again, we're not going into that, but just talking about huh. McCarthy's. Reaction. He wants to see what Brent Hundley has because he doesn't know what he Which has. Which is fair. All he's seen Which is, is fair. practice. And from one of my Packer buddies, I think Hundley's thrown a total of two passes in his career. So, I mean, there you go. I would want to see what I have in my backup too if I were him. You can I mean, when did Green Bay first get a look at Aaron Rodgers? It was when Brett Favre retired, didn't retire, and finally they said, get out of here. We want to see what Rodgers can do. You've had enough of your soap opera. And now this, what are we, six games of the season, ten left? Yep. It's a pretty good sample size to see what Brett Hundley can or cannot do. And then after the season, then you decide what you want to do. You either get rid of him or you keep him on and say, you know what? When Aaron Rodgers is gone, because he's on the he's on not necessarily the downslope, but eventually he's going to be gone. He's not forever, just like Brett Favre. Well, getting he's hit the way forever. he did this year too. Yeah, you know, you decide if you want to keep Hundley or you or you let him go and you start over, draft somebody new, and see what happens. I mean, Green Bay has been fortunate. You go from Brett Favre to Aaron yep. Rodgers, and you don't miss a beat. Some people would even argue you got better. 
And then you got Brett Hundley. Think you you got to see what he can Browns do. Fans, and that's all I have to say. Oh, exactly. Enough said on that. It? Since like Tim Couch in nine, since they started back up in ninety nine. What's it been like? Eighteen quarterbacks. I always thought it was like twenty one. Well, yeah, probably even more than that. I'm giving them the low end. <laughs> They're just going through a quarterback change yeah, again now. Sean Kaiser, he had it and then he lost it. But we're getting a little bit long-winded here with Aaron Rodgers. We'll get back to our football talk here in a bit. But NBA season, night two of the NBA season, we just started. And with that said, we are going to jump in to our NBA playoff predictions. Now, I have eight Eastern Conference teams, eight Western Conference teams. Some of this may be, you know, may say, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, standard, or, you know, some may people, so let's see here. Taylor, do you want me to start with the East first or the West? <sighs> the best is in the West. We'll just start with the West. I think the East is a little more intriguing. Re- okay. All right, all right. Personally, personally. All right, you want me to go? There's a reason for that, and it's I might become a homer. All right, all right fair enough. I was going to say, do you want me to go 8-1 to one then, obviously, bottom up? Yeah, right. yeah. Again, I'm, I'm going to say Go one ahead. thing. Disclaimer, just so everybody's clear, I am not much of an NBA guy. This is Blake's, and I'm either going to not so much make fun of his picks, but I will throw my two or three cents in. So, so I want everybody to understand what was just said. He's not an NBA guy, but he's gonna make. I said fun I'm not much of an of, NBA of guy. My, yeah. He's gonna make fun. Uh, okay, I, all right. I see how it is. All right, all right. I look at enough Twitter to know what's going on. All right, no, no, nah, nah, we kid, we kid, of course. Okay, Western Conference in the eighth seed. I have the Denver Nuggets. Last year, the Denver Nuggets missed the playoffs. Uh, waiting for my depth chart to load here. If it would. Apparently it's not going to. Point is, is that the Denver Nuggets have a really young team that I think could surprise some people. Because let's not forget, let's not forget everybody, the Denver Nuggets just missed the playoffs last year. That's what happened. They just missed it. They were one spot out of the eighth seed. And uh, Nikola Yarich. I think that's how you pronounce his name, the big center in the middle. That guy is really good. I think he's vastly underrated. Uh, Emmanuel Emmanuel Moudier, excuse me, uh, say that name five times fast. Can I buy a vowel? Uh, Exactly. He can see the floor really, really well. I think he's an underrated point guard in this league. I think his stock is only going to shoot upward. They have Paul Millsap, who is a, I think, not necessarily underrated, it's not the right word, but Paul Millsap is good, is serviceable, and if I remember correctly, he's got a decent enough three-point shot as a big man, too. Now, their wing players and Wilson Chandler and Gary Harris, I'm not too, you know, high on those guys and who really would be. I mean, let's be honest, but I think the Denver Nuggets can sneak in the back door at the eight spot. Okay, number seven. Now, me being a Minnesota guy, everybody's going to love this one. Now, 
Some people may boo me when they listen to this and say I have them too low. But number seven seed is my hometown Minnesota Timberwolves. Full disclosure, too low. Full disclosure I'm a Brooklyn Nets guy. I, w- I will be the one that says they're too low. Fair enough. Now, this team, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, you can't argue with this. Jeff Teague is an underrated point guard. Jimmy Butler is one of the top players in the league, top 15 easy. Andrew Wiggins is a, is a young, a extremely exciting small forward wing player who just signed a huge contract to stay in Minnesota for the foreseeable future. Taj Gibson, power forward, more of a defensive guy, but you have to have those defensive guys in there. You have to have somebody who's going to pick up somebody and, you know, put shut somebody down. And also, as everybody knows, Tom Thibodeau, 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 whichever it is, is a defensive-minded coach. Taj Gibson coming over from the from the Chicago Bulls is definitely fits into Thibodeau's system. Thibodeau, Thibodeau, I still don't know, whatever. And the big man in the middle, Carl Anthony Towns. I believe he won Rookie of the Year last year, I think. I want to say he did. I'll just say he did, and someone can correct me if not. Carl Anthony Towns is, as much as I hate to say this because it's just nauseating, because I'm just not a Minnesota sports guy except for Minnesota United, he's a top three big man in the league. He just is. He's that good. I mean, what can be said about Carl Anthony Towns that can't be said? The only thing that is interesting about Towns is that I hear from people that he seems to shut down at times in the paint. I don't know how how uh, right that is. Again, I don't watch too many Timberwolves games. I probably should watch more because of this show and with them possibly making the playoffs for the first time in 13 years. We'll see what happens. But the Minnesota Timberwolves are trending upward. Number six. Uh, I'm backtracking here. Number six, I have the Utah Jazz. Now. I struggled with this one because I I understand how I could put the Jazz at number seven and the T-Wolves at number six, and I probably should have, but we're recording now, and I can't really change on the fly. That's kind of cheating it a little bit. Without Gordon Hayward, you know what? I might be giving the Jazz too much because they got Ricky Rubio from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ricky Rubio is a great floor general, can't shoot worth, worth a lick. He just can't. He doesn't improve. Joe Ingles at one of the wing spots at, in the backcourt. Just, eh, he is him. Rodney Hood, and actually now that I'm looking back at this, uh, I probably screwed up here putting them at number six. I just, I like the pairing in under the hoop in the paint with Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. I've been a big Rudy Gobert fan. Everybody should know. If you don't know, I'll say this right now. I'm a big internationals guy. I love the international players. Derek Favors, for those who don't remember, started out with the Brooklyn Nets or the New Jersey Nets back then, traded him to the Utah Jazz for like a bucket of basketballs or something. I don't even remember. 
<laughs> something. We we got ho- we got hosed on that I deal. <laughs> I didn't know basketballs came no, in well, buckets. Bag of shut up. <laughs> All right, Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert are one of the most underrated. Uh, tandems in the paint that you can see in the NBA this year. I think as if both of those guys stay healthy, I think that's their that's their only way that the Jazz are going to even make the playoffs is if they feed Favors and Gobert. If if Rubio can get a a quick connection with those two guys, I think is their only way because Joe Johnson is long in the tooth and they've got little else. The Utah Jazz, I probably should have bumped down to number eight or possibly knocked them out of the playoffs altogether, but that's my blunder. Number five, the Portland Trail Blazers. They were at number eight last year. I really, really love the backcourt of C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. I think both of them are underrated. I, I don't think they get enough respect. Those two can definitely ball their head off absolutely their power forward uh let me try and pronounce this name i've gotten it right before al farouk aminu there we go nailed it bang done maurice maurice harkless at uh the at one of the wings not too high on him evan turner's the backup at the three evan turner actually probably should be starting looking at that looking at the small forwards yikes and, wow, I'm going to butcher this name, the, the big guy in the middle, uh, Nurkic. I'm just going to go with his last name, Nurkic. Another guy that I think is really underrated, when he went to the Trailblazers in that trade later on last year, he exploded. I think he's got untapped potential that as long as McCollum, Lillard, and Nurkic Work together, shouldn't have too many problems making the playoffs this year. The Trailblazers can make some noise. Number four, the Houston Rockets. Uh, backtracking here on my internet browser. Please hold. Houston Rockets. Mike D'Antoni, the team that likes to shoot 300 threes a game. They acquire Chris Paul for, uh, they give up, uh, what did they give up? I can't remember. Sam Decker. They gave up, that's the first name that he comes up with, Sam Decker. No, that wasn't the guy I was going with. I was going with the other guy. Uh, it's true, though, ain't it? No, I know. He he was kind of second. He's from Wisconsin. I, oh. I got to look it up now. Oh. Hang on, transactions. <laughs> Sam Decker should have been the first one he came up with. I all of a sudden can't see it. Uh, never mind, I can't find it. Uh, th- th- that's going to oh. kill me that I can't think of the name. I gotcha. They gave up a really good player for a player that I think is a deficiency. Because James Harden is going to have the ball in his hands, I feel. I feel like with him having the ball in his hands, he's a better player. That's just me. You can argue with me, debate with me, email in, call in, feel free. Global Dynasty STR on Skype or Blake Global Dynasty at gmail.com. Feel free. I'm available. Chris Paul doesn't shoot that well, Taylor. I don't see how this is. I don't get it. I don't understand. All right, I'm, 
I, I found the trade. And I can't believe how much Houston gave up to get Chris Paul. Let's see. The Clippers got Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Lou Williams Sam Decker. That's okay. who I was looking for. And uh, like four other players, a protected first-round pick, and cash. Lou Williams is a shooter and had a career year last year, and you give up a guy who doesn't shoot that well when your system is to throw up 300 threes a game. I don't understand. And he gave up, like, like Taylor said, a king's ransom. Come on! We gave up Sam Decker. Come I'm on! Gonna, I'm gonna disregard Sam Decker. No offense to him, but that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> and then you have Ryan Anderson, another guy who actually started with the New Jersey Nets back in the day. Love me some Ryan Anderson. Hope that he comes back to the Brooklyn Nets before his career is over. But that aside, they have Clint Capella at the five. Clint Capella, I I heard through the grapevine that Clint Capella is they're not going to resign him. So so let me get this straight. They're going to let their starting center just go. But he's the ah, – what, what are the Houston Rockets doing? And then Trevor Ariza, who's a good gunner in his own right, a, a, a underrated three-point shooter in his own right. So this team has something. But you gave up so much for a guy who can't shoot when your thing is to shoot. And then James Harden needs the ball in his hands. So is Chris Paul going to come off the bench, or is he going to – do you see my rant here, Taylor? Ah. No. no, what they look at, I think, is they got James Harden. They got Chris Paul. This is – My I, my, I guess my Rockets one last two rocks is way too high, too. I'm going to say it right now. My Rockets number you should have is way too high. Number. I'm going to say it right now. You should, that's – you should have Minnesota at four. I wouldn't go that far, and I lost my pen. <laughs> my pen went rolling off my desk. I gotta, I gotta grab it here. He lost his pen. He can't make the change. No, I actually, actually have my pen always sitting here for uh, football picks. But oh. uh, I, yeah, I can't change it now. We're saying it on the air. I'm not going to change it now. I'm not going to be. No, I can't. I, I I would put I would put Houston at four. I'm not going to be a rube and change on the fly. I'm not going to do that. Rube, huh? All right, number three, San Antonio Spurs. I had trouble putting the Spurs at hmm. three two because I don't like. They're bigs down low. Paul Gasol is an ancient dinosaur. He's old. Lamarcus Aldrich. Okay, let's go to Lamarcus Aldrich for a second. First, he starts out by complaining and moaning about saying, oh, I don't get enough touches. I don't like my role in the Spurs system. I can't be a Spur. I'm this, I'm that. This week, Lamarcus Aldrich resigns with the Spurs. Okay, so are you going to, are you going to, are you going to moan and complain, or are you going to just get with it? Apparently, he's going to get with it, but I have a feeling it's not going to take too long before he starts starts crying again. So, I don't know what LaMarcus Aldridge brings to the table. Ever since he left Portland, he's been a glaring disappointment. Pau Gasol, I don't know how much he has left. Danny Green is nothing more than a three-point shooter. You have Manu Ginobili, who's going out there with a walker. 
you have, uh, I can't pronounce that first name, the starting point guard. Uh, I apologize for disrespecting this guy. I think he's a rookie, but probably going to need a rookie running that team because Tony Parker needs a walker too. And I mean, Petty Mills is actually underrated and a pretty decent point guard in his own right. So maybe he should be starting. Uh, Who knows? Oh, Deontay Murray. Okay, Deontay. I didn't know if that's how it was pronounced or not. I just didn't want to butcher it. So Deontay Murray. That's what I'm going with. So he must be a rookie. So I'm going to give him, you know, some time to gel into the Spurs system. I'm not going to knock the guy because I don't know what he can do. So maybe he'll surprise or whatever. Danny Green, like I said, a three-point shooter. Don't really like the bigs. And then you have Kawhi Leonard, one of the best players in the league. Taylor how much longer can the Spurs team keep this up and keep making the playoffs before they got to retool? As crashing down, it won't. As long as Greg Popovich is their head coach, yes, I, I just this team will be a top four in the West. Yes, I mean, cause will they contend for a championship? I don't think I so. I don't either. I agree, but they're gonna be. I mean. I'd like to say they'll give Golden State a run for their money, but I don't know. But they're—I mean—they're—they're they're going to be a top four team in the West for another year or two. I miss this. They also have uh, that that other big man from the from the Nuggets. I almost said Nets. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Joffrey. Uh, oh yeah, love Joffrey. We'll yeah, just say right, that. I, uh, Joffrey, uh, international player, we'll say. I mean, they they got some that talent, guy, but a lot of like you said is before, another underrated guy that is really yep. good. If Paul Gasol, because right here it has him starting. If Paul Gasol, if they have Joffrey starting, that changes things. If Popovich and Popovich is one of the smartest basketball minds known to man, so obviously if I can see it, he can see it. Start Joffrey and just play, that I think almost possibly changes everything. Because I just don't like Paul Gasol down there anymore. He, he, he was a great player, a possible Hall of Famer in his own right. But we're talking here and now. Start Joffrey, Kawhi Leonard, Aldridge, Danny Green, and Murray, possibly Patty Mills. You know what, if you change that, just that little tweak, I think that you could make some noise. That actually might change my opinion a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they between Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Paul Gasol, I mean, they should be in a museum. They're so old. Yeah, I got walkers. You know, but like like I said before, they got Greg Popovich as their head coach. He's a mastermind. He's also, he's also good at resting can, his players and giving them the league the figure. Yep, exactly. Where they go, you have to play your players on the, at away games. And he goes, no, I don't. It's about winning championships. I don't have to do anything. It, screw you, NBA. I'm not here to sell tickets. I'm here to win championships. That's exactly what he says. That's exactly what he does. It, it, that's what he does. He doesn't give a shit who he upsets. Oh, little Johnny doesn't get to see somebody play? Oh, no. Come back again next time. Yeah, don't you hear us, little Johnny? Yeah, yeah. screw off. No. So, whew. <laughs> Marking down edits to make. 
That's what the silence like that, was. Johnny. All right. All right. Going into, because I feel like I'm getting a little long-winded here. I apologize, everybody. Number two, the Oklahoma City Thunder, as much as this pains me to do, because I have a little bit of history with uh, – we won't get into that live on the air. We'll just say I have a sour spot with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I wish them nothing but pain oh, and misery. But the best. I am sorry, but that's just the way it is. But with the acquisitions that they have, the sky is the limit. And I might have a little bit of a surprise for everybody once it's all said and done. The MVP last year, Russell Westbrook, you got Andre Robertson, you got Paul George, you got Carmelo Anthony, you got Steven Adams at the five in the middle. Andre Robertson is really the only glaring hole on this team. But with Paul George, Anthony, Westbrook, and Adams being the defensive bad boy in the, in the middle at the five, they can easily mask Andre Robertson's deficiencies and win. I have them easy at a number two, and a number two by actually quite a bit. Now, some people may say it may take this team time to gel, and I might be wrong. That might be it. Like the first year with LeBron in the Heat, it took them a year. So maybe this will take them a year. I don't see that. I see Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, guys who need the ball, guys who need their shots, but them saying, you know what, we have something here. We can be special. Let's put our ego aside. Let's put team first. Let's let Russ handle the ball, bring it up the court, and let's do this for the team. As long as they can do that, they can do big things this year. Taylor, do you agree? Well, I got a question. Is this uh, Carmelo Anthony's best chance to win a championship? Absol- this season, absolutely. Because he's getting old. I think he's going on 33 this year. It's now or never. Now or never for him. And, and is Russell Westbrook going to average like 57 points again this year? He won't have to. Because he can. He can, but I think he's got to be smart enough where he says, now with these with Paul George – and Anthony, I don't have to. And if I were Carme- if excuse me, if I were Russell Westbrook, I would thank God that I don't have to. I'd be like, thank you for answering my prayers. Thank you for giving me this. Because now I don't have to. I can distribute and I can rebound and I can take less shots because I have help. Then again, when Russell had KD, Kevin Durant, he uh Still jacking yeah, up threes still, and everything he else. He still uh, led the team in shots. So, so I don't know where his thought process is, but the smart, the smart person would say, you know, kind of give up a couple of shots here or there. Could you imagine if this team still had Westbrook, Harden, and Durant? No, I could not because I think that oh, they already would have won a would, title. They would have won multiple. Then again, with they, Harden, people would be going to Oklahoma City to play. His hands, you know, now, and Westbrook needing the ball in his yeah, hands. I don't, I don't know. And obviously, number one, the Golden State Warriors: Draymond Green, Zaza Pachulia, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry. These guys are the team to beat. These guys are the reigning champions. 
Not too much that I can say. Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant are easily top players in the league. Klay Thompson has one of the sweetest jump shots you'll ever see and is a shutdown defender in his own right. Zaza Pachulia clogs the middle and does the dirty work under the basket. Draymond Green does the dirty work everywhere else is a great passer of the basketball in his own right, getting rebounds. The guy gets triple doubles that you don't expect. He can get triple doubles on steals, for crying out loud, when he's not kicking people in the nuts. Nah, just kidding. Had to give him that little cheap shot because I thought it was hilarious how he's pulling the the uh, Grayson Allen or Gary Allen, whatever his oh. name is. Forget Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen. Don't bring up that name. name. Right. I just that's who I always think of. It's Draymond and and Allen when I think of people kicking people. No, nuts. no, no, no. Grayson Allen is an over. Never mind. Uh, all right, all right. Taylor wants to stop I'm himself say something I don't before want he gets to. going. I will say one thing: seeing Kevin Durant is like the bad boy on the Golden State, where like because he had. A chip in an attitude last year that I've never seen Kevin Durant play with. It's because everybody gave him a hard time. Yeah, and I think he shut them all up the way he played in the finals. I hope he wins three in a row now. That was like watching. That was like watching Hulk Hogan turn heel. Wait, hold on. So Joining you, the so NWO. So you want, that was awesome. So you want the Warriors to win three straight and just your Bucks to just take a back seat? I didn't say that. We haven't gotten that far yet, have we? All right. Well, you said it, not me, man. You said it. I say three straight right now. Maybe. All right. All right. Moving on to get ahead of myself. Just settle all down. All right. All right. All right. Okay. See, we're getting we're getting we're bickering over here. I'm getting too excited. All right, now. all right. All right. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, number eight, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. A surprise, possibly. Now they were a, they were a bit far off of the. Play of the last playoff spot, I get it, but this is a young team, and with Sixers. with all of the tanking, everybody, they're going to tank again this year. You be quiet for a second while I get my thought out, <laughs> talking over me and whatnot. You be quiet. I wish I had a mute button over here. Anyways, it's, it's Sam Hinkie tanking. The time is now. There's no more draft picks. You've done all that. You've tanked for years. I have a, I have a buddy who's a 76ers fan. You guys have tanked for years. The time is now. The only issue that I see of, the, of this young team possibly not making the playoffs, and maybe this is a Hail Mary on my part, Joel Embiid's minutes restriction that he is pissed off about. That's the only thing that I see because he got to run the team through him. He's the guy. But this team, I think, can... I'm not going to say they're going to do much in the playoffs, but I think they can sneak into that number eight spot. That's what I think. And Taylor thinks I'm nuts. Now that I said my piece, go ahead, Taylor. You think they're not going to tank again this year? They're, they're the best at tanking. If there's a championship of tanking, the Sixers would be... What, they probably would have won the past five years in a row. Well, they tried to win. They don't try nothing. Right, we're gonna, They're going to tank again. All right, we're going to disagree, and Taylor's going to call somebody over here and have them take me out off to the booby hatch. I don't know. I, I would bet money that they don't even sniff the playoffs. All right, fair enough. 
And for those who have never heard that expression before, the booby hatch is also the ha-ha house or the... Is that like the funny yeah, farm? Yeah, mental institution. Yeah, that's what it is. A.K.A. the ha-ha house, A.K.A. the booby hatch. Or the funny farm, as Taylor said. Anyway, so before I get drug out of here, kicking and screaming, and put in the back of a van, and put in with white shoes, white pants, and a white shirt, and kicking and I think screaming, they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you right uh, now. Apparently, they're coming right now, so I better keep going. They're coming to take you away, haha. Number seven, the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, let's look at this, logically. The Pacers are without Paul George. The Pacers got nothing. The Atlanta Hawks, I just, I see a downturn for them. I I just don't see it. Now, what the Atlanta Hawks, let me pull them up here real quick. Or Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte Hornets, excuse me, we're talking about the Hornets. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Got Kemba Walker, Jeremy Lamb, who's underrated. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Marvin Williams, and Dwight Howard. Old man Dwight Howard. I have a feeling that Dwight has this want to turn back the clock and prove some people wrong. He really likes being in Charlotte. I think Kemba Walker tossing up some alley-oops to him, as hard as saying the word alley-oop due to Gordon Hayward last night is. Kemba Walker definitely, I think, is going to enjoy Dwight Howard they're taking some pressure off of him. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is also underrated. He came out like a house of fire when he was drafted. He kind of fell off and fizzled out. He's going to want to put himself back on the map. And Jeremy Lamb, who was at one point a very a decent enough Oklahoma City Thunder player, can shoot in his own right and surprise some people. I have the Charlotte Hornets being number seven. Number six, the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons are on the upswing. Stan Van Gundy, not a, too, not a big fan of him, but that's not what this is about. The Detroit Pistons just missed the playoffs last year by four games. Go to their team here. Reggie Jackson. People don't pay enough attention to this man. Reggie Jackson can dish the ball, can shoot a little bit, decent enough player in his own right. Shooting guard, Avery Bradley. He's not too much of a point scorer. He's more of a defensive guy. He's a lockdown defender. Boston, I think they're going to really hurt trading him away, especially with Gordon Hayward gone. They might feel that a little bit. Stanley Johnson, don't know too much about him. He should be serviceable enough. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris fell off a little bit after he got traded with the Magic. Tobias Harris came out of nowhere a couple of years ago, getting 14, 15 points a game. He's got to he's got to rekindle that. If he can rekindle that, get 13, 14 a game, they he they're, he's going to be sitting pretty definitely. Tobias Harris also can rebound the ball a little bit, an underrated rebounder. Andre Drummond, the big man in the middle, the number five. Andre Drummond, so far, when he got traded to the Pistons, Andre Drummond has been a disappointment. 
Andre Drummond can be better than this, and even he knows that. Wait a minute. No, no, that's Greg Monroe I'm thinking of. Excuse me. And that's even better. Greg Monroe is no longer there, which leaves under the basket, in the paint, all to Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond should flourish without Greg Monroe being down in the paint, hogging that ball, wanting all the shine for himself. Andre Drummond, your time is now, brother. Your time is now. Take care of it. Get the ball and do your thing. Pistons, number six, number five. Taylor's loved Milwaukee Bucks. Too low. I figured you would say that. Now, what can you say about the Milwaukee Bucks? They made it number six last year. I even think as I look here that I might have them too low. Honest to God. I'm not entirely sure who's going to run the point. I don't see too much there. That might be a hindrance. Uh, Taylor, you can definitely uh, correct me on that when I'm done here. Tony Snell, a very good shutdown defender. He's an okay shooter in his own right. He's more of a, he's a 13-point-a-game guy. You have to have those guys on the court. Tony Snell going to play the number two, can get you 12, 13 points, is a shutdown defender. You need those guys. He's going to be starting. Chris Middleton is another 13, 14 a point guy, a game guy, excuse me, 13, 14 point a game guy. Number, the play in the number three on the wing, Chris Middleton can get some rebounds. Thon Maker is a big man in the making. This kid is young, and this kid is only going to go upward, I think. Now, last year, I don't think he played too much. Let me go here. Four points. I know he came. Go ahead. He came on strong towards the end of the season. Right, and I know that's that. my point. He came on very strong. And here's the thing: he's only 20 years old. He's got very years young, yep. to grow. Years. He's got that raw talent Before, too. Exactly, and that's it. The potential, the raw talent. He's got all of it. He's seven one. I think he's listed here at 223 pounds. I would want to see him bulk that up a little bit. I think he's a little small. As far so say two twenty three seems yeah two twenty three seems generous exactly so right and even looking at him if you watch game tape he doesn't look two twenty three that's even that's even giving him a couple of pounds I think so I want to see him hit the weight room I want to see him you know get on that mass but if he can do that he can bang with the best of them again he's twenty he he he's got so much time to learn and improve he could be one of the best. Definitely. And also, in order for him to grow and succeed, he's got one of the best standing next to him. And I love saying this name, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I love the guy's name because when he was getting the the all-star votes and they were doing the Twitter thing, he wasn't getting the votes because people were misspelling his last name and pissing him off. And you know what? I get it. The Greek freak. Actually, he's one of my favorite players in the entire league. He might be my second favorite player behind Gordon Hayward. 
for players who are not Nets players. Taylor, I'm going to make you happy here. If Giannis Antetokounmpo stays healthy, I think he could be an MVP candidate. What do you think? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. One of the best players in the in the NBA right now. And I remember watching the draft when he got drafted, sitting with a buddy of mine. We both looked at each other and said, who? And had no clue. Like, we're like, are you, they're like, they wasted a first round 15th overall pick on this. And now look at him. He averaged just under 23 points a game last year. Five assists, almost nine rebounds. Man, this, just watching it, just watch this guy play once. Just something. He is something. Tonight. And other players are starting to take notice, too. Speaking of tonight, just real quick, but I just want to get in here real quick. Tonight, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 37 points, 13 rebounds. <laughs> He's off to a good start already. Oh, against Boston. Exact definition of what the Greek freak <laughs> is. Continue on. Oh, my gosh. I, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> I just thought. So, oh. Sorry for throwing Taylor off, everybody. Oh my God! See, like like I said before, I'm not an NBA guy. These Bucks, though, there there's something brewing, no pun intended, in Milwaukee. Oh, I see what you did there. That one took me a see second, that? but I see what you did. We like our beer in Wisconsin, and we brew a lot of beer in Milwaukee. Just saying for you people that didn't catch that. All right, but no. Like I like I said before, I'll say one more thing. Players are starting to take notice, and even could, Kevin Durant even said that he could be possibly the greatest player to ever play this game. I don't believe it because I'm an MJ guy, but right, that's going a bit far. Even I'm I love Giannis Antetokounmpo. God, I love saying that name. It's so much fun. And I remember Kobe Bryant's last year in the NBA when he came to Milwaukee. He spent most of what is it, pregame warm-ups and whatnot, talking to him, talking to Jason Kidd, and talking to the Greek freak about what he can do better, what he should be doing when in certain situations. And I think he really took that to heart. And ever since then, like, I've seen his play just elevated to a whole nother level. You know, and with me wanting to put these guys higher, I'm going to say this. I think they need maybe just one more year of team chemistry, togetherness, you know, get Thon Maker one more year. Antonin Kumpo is going to do what he does. You know what? Maybe one more year, and we could possibly be talking about the Bucks. possibly, I don't want to go this far, but, you know, maybe as a number two seed, you know, kind of. See, I, I, and I will argue with that. I will say – if you would have said that last year, fine. This year, I think, is, I'm not saying their year, but I think this is where they become a force in the East. Oh, definitely. In that, we agree. And I think they're, I'm going to say, I'll go out of a limb and say they're going to be number three this year. Fair enough. Out of the East. You know what? And, and, these, and these seeds, everybody, are not what I think are is going to happen in the playoffs. Let that be clear. This is regular season. Oh, no, because no, anything finish. happens then. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So let that be clear. Okay. 
Number four, we got the Washington Wizards. Let me pull them up here. Okay, this team has been around a while now. They got it. They got to do something. It's been the same team for years and years. John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr., who the Nets made, who the Nets made them overpay for him. <laughs> Marcin Gortat and Jason Smith, whoever the hell that guy is, <laughs> listed as the starter right here. So I don't know whoever the hell he is. And I see that they have uh. they have Chris McCullough, the former. Brooklyn Nets, I loved myself some Chris McCullough. I'm sad he's not on the team anymore. This team has been together so long they gotta do something. They gotta beat somebody. They gotta they gotta they can't keep doing the same thing in the playoffs. Randy Bill and John Wall are a great backcourt tandem. Otto Porter's a is a good fifteen a point guy. That front court. Marcin Gortat, who's 40 at this point, and I don't want to make Taylor laugh again, but Jason Smith, who? (laughs) Okay, maybe number four was a bit much. God, should I switch the Bucks and the Wizards here? Good God. I wouldn't be opposed to it. All right, well, we're going to switch. But you got this is... Switch the Wizards number five for number four and say the Bucks are number four. I wasn't going to do this, but this is ridiculous. Because I think it was. I just don't see them having the firepower to do anything. I didn't know that it was the same team. Nothing else needs to be said. I don't want to talk to Washington Wizards. I just don't. There was a moment there last year where I think it was the Bucks, the Hawks, and the Wizards, maybe even the Pacers. They were all in that four, five, six area. So there was a chance last year the Bucks could have been a four seed. I think the Wizards ended up pulling away, but right, right, I I remember that too. Yeah. All right. I, I, if you want to, hey, no, then we'll make we'll, we'll make the Bucks four. All right, I already okay. switched it. Don't worry about it. I already switched All it. All right. All right, we talked <laughs> the Bucks then. Number three, the Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan, and Norman Powell. Well, that Norman Powell thing kind of takes away some of my steam and just rolling through the backcourt there. Yikes. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry can shoot the lights out. Under the Underneath the hoop, Giannis Valanciunas, another one of my favorite names to say. I love saying these European names. Jonas Valanciunas, I'll say it again. Serge Ibaka definitely has to find his footing. What happened to the Oklahoma City Thunder basically defensive player of the year, Taylor? What happened? Serge Ibaka used to be able to shoot the three, used to be able to pull rebounds down like mad. Now he's a 14-point-a-game guy, seven rebounds, and uh, and his assist number not even here. And he's getting one block a game, and his three-point average has gone down. They, he needs to find it. I get it. Actually, he was, he was younger than I thought he was. Okay, he's only 28. This is even worse. Serge Ibaka needs to find himself because you can't have DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry do everything. It's another situation where you can't have them do everything. It's a it's a wizard situation with Bradley Beal, 
and John Wall, even though Otto Porter Jr. is a little bit better in a better situation than this, Serge Ibaka has to start launching up some threes and making them land. Because last year, let me look up his three-point percentage. Uh, 39, actually, is better than I thought it was, but 39% isn't good enough. He's got to hit a couple more. He's got to get some more points per game, at least 15, 16, 17, if he can. He's got to put down more blocks and maybe get one more rebound a game. I only see eight rebounds a game from Serge Ibaka. I don't care if Jonas Valanciunas is there. you got to help him out. Jonas Valanciunas has been one of my favorite big men in the entire league. Everybody's been laughing at me about him. And you know what? He's coming into his own right. Let's see here last year. Jonas Valanciunas, 12 points a game, 9.5 rebounds a game. He's a double-double walk-in. And you know what? Serge Ibaka ain't doing that. So Jonas Valanciunas is technically doing all the work. Come on, Abaka, you get my point. you got to help Jonas out. He's 25, he's in his prime, he's the man down low. Help out your fellow big man, you son of a bitch. <laughs> As I said, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry can shoot the lights out in their own right. What needs to be said about them? They're great players. That small forward, though, who I can't even remember who his name is. I gotta go back. Norman Powell, whoever the hell that is, has gotta step up. But this team, this team is always in that five and up seed as far as the East goes. I don't see any reason that they're not gonna be there this year. What say you, Taylor? No offense to Norman Powell, but he reminds, his name reminds me of like, an old WCW wrestler that used to job to all the, like the good guys. Amen to that. Like I like because there was like Norman Smiley, and I feel like Norman Powell would be his tag team partner. I don't. The the Norman team. The Storm and Norman. Yeah, the Storm and Nor. Hey, holy Jesus! Hey, hey, wrestling promotions out there, we got a tag team name for you. Uh, we, we get we get fifteen percent of of whatever they make off merch. I'll dial up Vince McMahon tonight. All right, good enough. Taylor's going to get old Vince on the phone. Is he still kicking? I think he is. Yes, he's, he'll never die. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's actually part of the problem. I'm just kidding, oh. everybody. I'm just kidding. Oh. Thank you wrestling fans out there, I kid, I kid, of course. All right, CM Punk, settle down. Hey, CM Punk's the man. I love me some CM Punk. Anyways. All right, before we get up wrestling tangent here, as I said in the beginning, we kind of we kind of go off a little bit like that sometimes. Number two, the Boston Celtics. We talked about Gordon Hayward. Who knows what time, when he's going to be back, if he's going to be back this year. we got to move on. Kyrie Irving, he wanted this, he's got it. He's the man now in more ways than one because there's no Gordon Hayward. Kyrie Irving has to be the guy, has to put up the points, has to get some assists, has to facilitate this young team. The Boston Celtics hosed my Brooklyn Nets in 2012 in the worst NBA trade of all time. They got Draft picks after draft picks, and finally next year the Brooklyn Nets get ownership of their first-round pick for the first time in five years. No, 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 next year, so six years. The first time in six years 
the Boston Celtics have had every one. They got to do something with it now. I mean, it's now or never. You got Kyrie Irving in there. Let's go. Let's make some noise. Kyrie Irving's going to do what he does. Jalen Brown is a big guy. He's a big guy. He can score. And even better than that, he's a big guy who will take the number one guy on the court. Last night was LeBron James. Jalen Brown is not scared to body him up and say, I'm going to defend him. I will take the number one guy on the court, and I will shut him down. I love that. And that's one of the things about Butler that, that attracted me to the team, going back to my Butler Bulldog love, is the defensive mentality. Jalen Brown has it. I love that in a player. Definitely like Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, a top pick. I believe he was picked this year, Taylor. Jason Tatum's going to get a lot more playing time than he thought, and he's going to have to do some things. Definitely going to have to pull in Gordon Hayward. Let's see here. Uh, no, he was drafted. Yep, first oh, round. First round this year. Okay, yep, because the Third stats over. are last night. Okay, yep, definitely. He, he got a double-double in his first game. That's a good thing. That's exactly what I wanted to see. Step up. Your name is, your number is called. You're going to be starting for the year. Step up, and boy, did he. 14 points. 10 rebounds, I really like that if I'm a Boston Celtics fan, which I am not, but I am a Brad Stevens follower for Brad Stevens. I really like that for him. Marcus Morris at the power forward. The Morris brothers, Taylor, have never really really turned my crank. I don't really like them. They're, I mean, I don't dislike them. That's not the right word, but I, they're, eh, I, I don't know. They're, they're the Morris brothers. I don't know. And Al Horford. Remember when Al Horford was the big acquisition of the Boston Celtics? He's got to do more. In the one game this year, nine points, seven rebounds, one block. Okay. I want to see a possible double-double out of Al Horford. I know he's 31. I know he's on the other end. I get it, but he's still got that in him. He's got he's to do something. He's got to be better than nine points. From your big man down low with Morris as the number four, he's got to be that guy. He's got to get more than nine points. I want to see maybe 12-13-ish. Maybe. And I want to see him pull down maybe one or two more rebounds to an average of eight to nine a game. If he can do that, that's the Al Horford that I remember, even though I remember Al Horford pulling down 20, or 20, 18, 20 points a game, but he's not going to do that at this stage of his career. Just give me, give me 12. Give me 12, 13, and that can definitely do it. But with Kyrie on this team, without Gordon Hayward, I still want to say the sky's the limit, but I'm fearful Kyrie's going to have to do a lot more than even he thought. And lastly, number one, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, another, okay, I just, I don't like the whole Cleveland, Golden State, oh, the, why even play the regular season? Just let them play the seven games. True. Okay. Going to be Cleveland, Golden State again. Okay, well, just there's watch. Taylor's pick before I get into mine. Just watch. We got LeBron. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade chasing another championship. We got LeBron James. What can be said about the best player in the world? Some people argue for Kevin Durant. I will wait and see. Giannis. I will wait and see. Yeah, Kevin Love playing the five. Technically, he's a stretch four. 
He's a stretch four who pulls down some rebounds. He's a big man in the paint who can shoot the three. Technically, last year, he was a spot-up shooter. He was a spot-up three-point shooter. Got Derrick Rose running the point only because Isaiah Thomas is hurt. I would feel better about the Cavaliers if Isaiah Thomas was back. He's probably not going to be back for a while due to that injury. Who's to say what Isaiah Thomas is going to be when he comes back? Kind of like a Gordon Hayward situation, heaven forbid. Derrick Rose running on running that court on rubber bands and paper clips. I don't really like it. I don't see him lasting all that long. Dwayne Wade, same thing. If I were J.R. Smith, I'd be pissed off about being on the bench for 40-year-old, give me a walker, Dwayne Wade. I don't care if he put up 18 points a game. I don't see him doing that this year. He's going to hit the wall sometime, and it's going to be soon. Jay Crowder, one of the pieces that they got in the Boston Celtics, Kyrie Irving trade. Jay Crowder is a very good player in his own right. I think he's even better than... What his stat line from last night shows, 11, 2, and 5, 11 points, 2 assists, and 5 rebounds. Even though those are better than his career averages, I think he can be even better and take some pressure off of LeBron. Because, again, I don't see it from Dwayne Wade. I don't see it in Derrick Rose, rubber bands, and paper clips. It's got to be Jay Crowder. But you know what? The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to get there anyway. They're going to be a playoff team. What seed they are in the end, who knows? But they're going to be there regardless. Wow, this has taken me a lot longer than I thought it would. I apologize. I'm running a little bit long. I will just jump into my NBA Finals so we can get going here. My NBA Finals is going to surprise some people. My NBA Finals are actually from the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh. With the Oklahoma City Thunder as your NBA champions. No way. I'm going for the long shot. You should go to Vegas with this. I'm going for the half-court shot. I'm saying, you know what, I'm putting it out there. I'm saying the chemistry's wow. going to be there, and I'm saying they're taking it. Your NBA champions will be the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Golden State Warriors will fall. Do you know what the odds are for the Oklahoma City Thunder to win it all? I don't. They opened at 60 to 1. Well, good. That's they're, that's my half they're currently shot. 16. They're currently 16 to 1. And, well, there you go. That's a lot better. That's my half-court shot, everybody. Oklahoma City Thunder wow. winning it all. As wow. painful as that is to say. I don't even. You left me. I don't even know what to say. I told you I'd surprise you. I, don't. I told you. All right. With wow. Taylor speechless, we will move into our individual team. Individual team coverage, and I guess I should go first. But Taylor had cat got his tongue. My my, wow. my cat uh, meandered over to Taylor's home residence and grabbed him by the throat. So cat got Taylor's tongue, and I will go first. The Philadelphia Eagles are flying high. Everybody, we're five and one. 
Everybody said we'd fall to the Carolina Panthers. They said, you play a weak schedule. You haven't played anybody. The Carolina Panthers will cut you down to size. Oh, we won 28-23. to Yeah, I knew it was going to be a close game, but the Eagles are flying high. Carson Wentz, 222 yards. Yardage, yardage is okay. Not too much to write home about. The three touchdowns and no turnovers are the key factor here. Carson Wentz is improving week to week. Team-wise, 101 yards on the ground. LeGarrette Blunt, LeGarrette Blunt and Carson Wentz both combining, getting LeGarrette Blunt uh, 67 yards on the ground to Carson Wentz's 25. Kenyon Barner and Corey Clement coming up with only nine yards respectively. The rest of them... Coming from the big man, LeGarrette Blunt and Carson Wentz. Taylor, did you watch this game or not? I watched some of it. I, th- I beat myself up more that I left Carson Wentz on what Carson Wentz on my bench in fantasy. Did you see? Just to let everybody know that I'm not doing that again. Fair enough. All right. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Did you see the play where Carson Wentz is near the end zone, near his own end zone? Uh, he had a hole. He ran. Up the middle. Lowered his shoulder. What was that? And he lowered his shoulder. And he went into the D-back or the linebacker, <laughs> whatever that was, and he just took him on and said, you know what, let's go. Yeah, he should probably not do that. I agree. I, I got a little he excited should. for a second, and then I thought, yeah, I don't know if I want you doing that. I don't know who it was. I heard somebody on, uh, I don't know if it was NFL Sirius XM radio channel or what but they said listen oh i think it was phil sims actually now that i think of it he said listen carson wentz your players already respect you your players already know how tough you are your coaches know that your fans know that and the eagles there's just times yeah there's just times where you need to just you know, slide feet first, do whatever, yep. run out of bounds, do whatever you need to do, and play the next down because there could be a time where you lower that shoulder and you won't be playing the rest of the season. So, yeah, I, I mean, as a teammate, I guess you like to see that, but honestly, when you look back on it, wow, like that's kind of a bonehead move. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I got you know, excited. I threw my arms And it's his right shoulder, too. Then... Come on. And then I kind of went, yeah, I don't want you doing that. Uh-uh. Moving on to the wide receivers. The wide receivers did work. Definitely helping out Carson Wentz, Elshon Jeffrey, 71 yards. Nelson Aguilar, the first, the, the 16th overall pick in the first round two, two, three years ago. Nelson Aguilar, I got so much heat for that high of a pick. And Nelson Aguilar not really coming alive Them saying, oh, Nelson Aguilar's a bust put him in the slot, and he's had a rejuvenation. Four receptions, 55 yards. Mac Hollins, one of our wide receiver uh, draft picks this year, coming alive. Uh, two receptions, 38 yards. And Zach only had two receptions for 18 yards, but the two receptions that counted for two touchdowns. Two of Carson Wentz's three touchdowns. The defense definitely held their own. I get it. The 23 points, it doesn't seem like that. You say, Blake, what are you talking about? The the Panthers got 23 points. That's true. But they hurried Cam Newton all night. 
They're, let's see here, Carolina Panthers had only 80 rush yards, and they say, well, they didn't shut them down. Uh, 71 of those 80 rush yards were Cam Newton on option plays. So you t- so the running backs did diddly squat, so the Eagles shut them down. We have the number two running rush defense in the entire league, the number two rush defense in the entire league, and while the pass defense, while we eagerly await the return of Ronald Darby, I love Patrick Robinson and Jalen Mills. They, they fight hard. They play hard. I love Jalen Mills because he's a, he's a leader. He's a seventh-round pick last year who took on a leadership role. I love that. I love a late-round pick who says, you know what, I'm going to lead these guys, and more so than anything, he's got, he's got black hair. His black hair is dyed lime green during the Eagle season. Absolutely love that every time I see it. Jalen Mills is a character. And that said, the D-backs, while without Ronald Darby, picked off Cam Newton not once, not twice, but three times. With the with the pass rush and the great front seven that we have, getting in Cam's New- Cam Newton's face all night, definitely inter- interrupted his uh, his throwing motion, interrupted his thought process, allowing our D-backs to pick him off three times. A great game overall for the Philadelphia Eagles, five and one. And on to the next one. Monday night, Washington Redskins. We're coming for you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Taylor, go ahead with your Vikings. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Well, relatively short, not too much. You will try. I said, I said a lot what I needed to say about the Aaron Rodgers injury. Yeah. These Vikings, I guess. I mean, yeah, they're 4-2. and two. Yeah, they got the win. They look Okay, they moved the ball decent. Case Keenum had another decent game, 24-38, 239 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is looking to be the running back in, that's going to replace Dalvin Cook. Uh, once again, another solid week, 69 yards rushing, a touchdown. Uh, he also had 30 yards receiving and a touchdown there, accounting for... The only two Vikings touchdown, and I think that's where I get the most upset right there, is in the second half with obviously Rodgers out and the Vikings pretty much doing absolutely nothing on offense. I understand we got the win, but wouldn't you want to think they want to, you know, kind of make a statement, kind of want to just really step on the gas pedal and just go? No, they, they, they kicked three field goals in the second half. You would want to. I mean, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I, it just seemed like they, in the second half, they knew Hunley wasn't going to be able to do anything. They knew their defense was going to get after Hunley, which they did. They picked him off three times. They sacked him uh, four times. But it just seems like when the offense got the ball, it was run, play, run, play, run, play, maybe a short pass, run, play, run, play punt or three runs and a punt I mean come on just move the ball and see what you can do so I don't I mean whatever it is what it is Keenum didn't get sacked I'll take that any day of the week twice on Sunday they move on four and two play the Ravens at home that's about all I can say about that the defense like once again like I said 
played phenomenal. Three interceptions. Trey Wayne's got one. Harrison Smith, uh, the best safety in the league, got one. Xavier Rhodes, the best cornerback in the league, got one. So I mean, it's this defense once again is is playing lights out, and the offense I think is moving the ball a lot better than what they were last year. So they not necessarily relying on the defense so much this year. So take what you can get. Hopefully Stefan Diggs can come back from his groin injury. Did not play last weekend. Um, that'll definitely help that passing game. But it was good to it was good to see Laquan Treadwell finally step up, catch some balls and. Uh, Thielen did all right. Rudolph finally showed up. So doing some good things. I just wanted to see a little bit more in that second half from Minnesota. Totally understand. But, hey, we're first place in the NFC North. I'll take it. All right. Short, sweet, and to the point. Moving on to our final segment of the night, your weekly picks, week seven, to give an updated total that Taylor's going to hate. Blake is up 52-39. and to Taylor's Protest. 48 and 43. That ain't right. Well, I keep telling you, look back. They're all they're all up on the Facebook for people to see. Count them up yourself. I keep forgetting. Well, well whose fault is that? Uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, Jesus, tomorrow night, Kansas City at the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders are looking a shell of what we saw last year. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, the Raiders have lost four in a row. They're going to lose five in a row. I'll take the Chiefs as well. Right. Even that little setback last week, the Chiefs are still the best team in the league. We know where Taylor's power rankings sit. <laughs> no, I kid, I kid, of course. Tampa Bay at Buffalo. I will take Buffalo. I will also take the Bills. they got a stingy defense. I've got them in one league in fantasy, in the league that I'm actually 5-1 and one in. Pretty happy about that. I picked them up in all three tonight. Ah, good, good, good grab, good grab. Carolina Panthers at Chicago Bears. Give me the Panthers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, give me the Panthers. Ground. I can't. Give me the Panthers. All right. I'm, hey, you see see what I'm doing, everybody? Trying to goat Taylor in. I almost got him. You can't you can't goat the goat. See what I did there? Oh, here we go. I don't even know how to respond to that. Tennessee Titans at the Browns. Give me the Titans. Oh, give me Clee. No, give me the Titans. New Orleans Saints at Green Bay Packers. Give me the Saints. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> I think Brett Hundley will do fine later on in the year. He'll do better with a week under his belt as a starter, preparing as a starter than he did against Minnesota. But Give me the Saints. Yeah, give me the Saints because I think Hundley needs a couple more weeks to actually do some things. I saw that coming even before even before you yeah. got five words out. I but I wanted to let you finish. And I will say though with Aaron Rodgers out, I'll let you finish. No, no, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I will I will say though with Aaron Rodgers out, uh, if you Packer fans want to get some tickets to Lambeau, they're pretty cheap now. Ooh, shots fired! Oh, that's make, the truth. Make no, season ticket holders. It takes eighty years to get season tickets. But, uh, Shots fired. Just saying, you can get a ticket for a hundred bucks at 
would have cost you 300 Oh, there you go. Check StubHub and SeatGeek or Vet or Vivid Seats or or your uh, whatever uh, uh, ticket uh, ticket reseller you uh, you go to. All right, everybody. Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. I wanted to give you an opportunity to go first, but Taylor doesn't want to. Give me the Jags. <sighs> I, this is going to be stupid, but give me the Colts at home. It's got to make up ground somehow. I think Blake Bortles is going to crap the bed. All right. I hope. He's got it. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't say at the Rams, so maybe they're moving it due to, or no, wait, the Oakland thing, that was, the, the Oakland thing they're going to move, aren't they? Right. Are they going to move say, that one? It just one? says versus the Rams. It doesn't say at. Oh. So, that, so that's, yeah, that's why at I got the Rams. confused. Either way, give me the Rams. Yeah, I'll take the Rams. They're, they're, they're the best, one of the best stories in football right now. Absolutely. Sorry, everybody. Knocked my microphone there with my pen. My apologies. New York Jets at Miami Dolphins. For the first time this year, I'm going to say this. There's a first time for everything. Give me the Jets. <sighs> uh, give me the Miami Smoking Jay Cutlers. Oh, boy. I will physically write down Smoking Jay Cutlers. <sighs> Some of these picks just pain me. I can I can tell. You can just hear Taylor just going. Rrr. Baltimore Ravens at Minnesota Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Be a man and take Baltimore. I'll take the Vikings. This is the first time. Oh, fine. No, no, no. No, I try and support Taylor like he <laughs> complains and complains about. I try and pick his team. Fine. Ravens. I write it down. Fine, Ravens, and you get the Vikings. This is what you get. Can't believe you're going to actually pick the Ravens against that defense. I, ga I gave you a chance, and you threw it in my face. You don't get my you don't get my endorsement. Forget you. Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. As much as this pains me to say, give me the Cowboys. God, that hurts. You don't think San Francisco's going to get their first win? No. Me neither. Speaking of which, I, I see uh, Ezekiel Elliott's still eligible to play. Ah, that's one thing. I, talk, as I just, we say, that just dawned, dawned on me. But as I told my father, I was talking to my father about this this week when it happened. I said, I'm so sick of talking about Ezekiel Elliott. I'm tired. Go, this is going to go back and forth all year. It's I ridiculous. Know, I, uh, we're going to have to talk about it, but not this week. I'm putting my foot down. Thank God. Seattle Seahawks at New York Giants. Give me the Seahawks. Hmm. This is, well, I'd say this is interesting because it's a West Coast team going East Coast, but it's a late afternoon game, so really for the Seahawks, it'd just be like a 1 o'clock game for them. Pretty much. So, yeah, give me the Seahawks. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh Steelers. 
with the Steelers looking kind of topsy-turvy right now, I'm going to say give me the Bengals. I'll take Pittsburgh. They got some momentum after beating Kansas City last week. True. Which is crazy because two weeks ago, Ben Roethlisberger wanted to re- retire pretty much. Yeah. So. Oh, I don't know I how don't... much I got left in the uh, derp. Oh, Big Ben. Don't know how that works. All right. Maybe he's got some of that CTE going on. All right, Denver Broncos. Oh, boy. Oh, we're going to start that. Denver Broncos at Los Angeles Chargers. Broncos slipped up last week. Give me the Broncos. Give me the Chargers. I like. I really like Melvin Gordon right now. Okay. Got him in my 5-1 fantasy league, just uh, full disclosure. Smart man. Keeper, actually. Speaking of that, even, keeper for actually two years now, I believe. Even smarter. Atlanta Falcons at New England Patriots. Gillette Stadium. Uh, Sunday night. Uh, I'm going to say Patriots. I am too, and I was really going to look forward to this game, but oh my gosh, like Atlanta is not playing well at all. They started it out just, hot and then just... They blew that, what was it, a 20-point lead to Miami yep. last week? Yes, sir. I think the Patriots are finally starting to right their ship slowly. Possibly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking. Surprise. We'll see. Uh, I'm taking New England. And Monday night, Washington coming to Philadelphia, six and one. Give me the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. People gotta start believing this Philadelphia team. I'll, I'm taking the Eagles. People gotta start backing this Eagles team. Jump on that bandwagon now. Let it be known, let it be known that I picked the Vikings until Taylor laughed in my face. So next week when he complains and moans and says, you don't support me like I support your team because uh, Survivor Speaking of that Survivor Pool, Atlanta can go. Taylor got spanked in Survivor Pool and got kicked out because he picked Atlanta this week. So Two years ago where I used to work air, at, but I had to. we do it for fun, <coughs> money. And uh, I remember the first year I did it, I picked Atlanta with, I think, pretty much everybody else. They lost. The next year, I said, well, I'll go with Atlanta. They lost. Knocked me out both times. And then uh, this year I, I I do it on Yahoo for fun, and I picked Atlanta. Seemed like a sure thing. I saw they were up big at one point. I even said to myself, "I have nothing to worry about." They lost. Oops, <laughs> oops. All right, that does it for our weekly picks and our final segment of the week. We officially have four differences. And look at that. Mm, we weird. have four games separating weird. us. You should have picked the Vikings. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, I know. I should have. But somebody had to be a little... You're an uh, adult. Never mind. I'm not going to say that on the air. I'll say it off the air when we're done. And that is it for this edition of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 44. As always, call in, Skype in, Global Dynasty STR, all lowercase. Type it in, should pop up right away. Call in, 
say your piece, be a guest host for a couple of minutes, talk about something that we have talked about that you want to get your say on, talk about something that we haven't talked no. about that somehow we just missed. Somehow no power rankings? got swept under the carpet. What was that? I was too busy making fun oh, of you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you're oh, blame the Viking fan. This I see how it is. All right, power rankings. All right, power rankings. Taylor, normally I go first. I'm gonna bottom let you five. Go Number thirty-two. I got the Browns. Thirty-one. The Niners. The Giants at thirty. Colts at twenty-nine. And I got the Raiders at twenty-eight. They're four-game skid. They ugh, putrid. I have the same, except the Raiders. That kind of confused me. They're not good right now. No, they are not. And they don't go go through go through your bottom four again. Bottom four. Yeah. Well, the Niners, Giants, Colts, Raiders. Okay, all right. So, all right, I I missed that because I was writing something down. Bump all those teams up and toss the Browns at number 32 for me, and we got it. Fair enough. All right, top five. Taylor, you go ahead. Okay, I'm going to do this a little different this week, and it's going to seem weird, but I'm going to start with number one, the Chiefs. Number two, okay. and I mean like really close behind the Chiefs are the Eagles. Okay. And then three, four, five. I'm not doing three, four, five. I'm just going to list a bunch of teams that are in and around three, four, five. Interesting. So, okay. Because it was so hard to pick who was three, who was four, because they're all. I think all these teams right now are equal. The Rams. Fair enough. I got the Rams, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Patriots. The Panthers, the Bills, and the Seahawks. No particular order. They're all just kind of, it's the Chiefs, the Eagles, and pretty much everybody else is what I'm saying. Fair enough. I I got that. Okay. All right. Well, I am going to do the typical five to one. All of a sudden, I'm looking at it, and I kind of... I'm debating on my number five. Who's your number five? I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. I'm debating between the Rams, the Broncos, and the Panthers. Are the Vikings in that mix? Hell no. Then you're wrong. All right, we see where Taylor's at. All right, I'm going to have to do this one on my own. I got to see who your three, four... Or one, two, three, four is, because I would. I'm, I would put, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You could you could make an argument for the Rams, or the Panthers. We're gonna go. We're gonna go number five, the Panthers. Okay. Number four, the Rams. Fair enough. Or no, no, number four, the Broncos. Okay. Number three, the Rams. Interesting. Number two, the Eagles. Hmm. And number one, Kansas City Chiefs. Now. Hmm. I know what some people are thinking. The Chiefs beat the Eagles, and yeah, I put them above them. If the Chiefs play the Eagles right now, I'll take the Eagles. They, they ain't winning. I would put twenty bucks they, on the Eagles. There's no, there's exactly, there's 
no way. I'm sorry. And while the Patriots might be making the switch, as Taylor mentioned, might be riding the ship, I have them as like a 5A. I have them at. So I'm not ready to say it yet. If they can pull off the win, especially on Sunday night football, who knows what next week brings. I might just bump them up and slide somebody on out. Even though the Broncos took a little bit of a bit of a speed bump, kind of stubbed their toe a little bit, I still believe in that Broncos defense. I don't care if it's Trevor Simeon behind center. They still got that great defense that I believe in. And the Rams, like you said, Taylor, at the beginning, the Rams are one of the greatest storylines of the year. I can't leave them out. So that's my top five. I can't argue with any of that. I wanted, I wanted to, but I, I can't. All right, fair enough. Well, I mentioned already how to contact us on Skype. Feel free to rewind a little bit before our power rankings or jump to the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit tired. We're running long tonight. I apologize, so I'm just going to get through this real quick. Email us, BlakeGlobalDynasty at gmail.com, TaylorGlobalDynasty at gmail.com, with all of your comments, questions, concerns, and suggestions. Anything that you want to email us will get read live on the show Edit within reason. No, I'm kidding. Actually, yes, I'm dead serious. Facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR, our main hub for everything that we do, all of your episodes, breaking news, other sporting news, interactive, interactive bits, little sections that we got, and also things that we got coming down the pike that we are working on for you. Fun times are ahead. Lastly, SoundCloud.com slash Global Dynasty STR. Our entire catalog, all in one place, at your fingertips. All you need is an internet connection, a phone, a tablet, a computer, an old school laptop, an old computer dinosaur from 1999 if it's still running. As long as it's got an internet connection, you have Global Dynasty at your whim. Hey all, Blake here. I noticed in post-production our episode shorted out toward the end, so I'm just going to finish it up here real quick. 44 chronological episodes, our special editions, makes 50 plus, all under one roof, soundcloud.com slash globaldynastystr. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, uh, search for us, Global Dynasty STR, Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio on SoundCloud or iTunes, and should pop right up. Make sure to subscribe and or follow us, and never miss another Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio episode ever again. And that brings episode 44 to a close. Make sure to join us next week for Taylor Johnson. I'm Blake Plotsky, and we will see you next week for episode 45. And we are out. Peace. I own everything that comes in my way. Pedal to the metal because I'm strapped for time. Gotta keep my wind from slipping sideways. That's how life goes upon the I'm back in my seat Turn up the heat Get the bump in the beat Picking up speed When I don't see police Keeping the street Cause they be on the creep Street to street We pass it by Moving along in overdrive Spitting freestyles To pass the time Losing my mind The longer the ride Can't put to the side To give it the rest No clothes on my eyes Gotta give it my best Stay in the lines And try not to wreck Straining my neck On this difficult track I gotta stay focused though Fly Never been coasting slow Grind steady on overload Find that stuff On that dope we road Driving all alone Up on the highway Open opportunity don't pass me by 
Try to stay awake up in the right lane Those ain't trying to keep it open I own everything that comes in my way Pedal to the metal cause I'm strapped for time 